Welcome to episode two. I'm your boy, the villain, here once again with my man, True Styles. We got the GS14 on the keyboard. What's good, my dude? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, we're, we are recording on September 11th. With this being September 11th, before we get into everything, I just want to get a quick moment of silence for what happened 22 years ago. Just to pay respect to all the first responders and victims of that horrible day. Uh, if we could please just get a quick moment of silence there, True Styles. I'm with you. Okay, let's get into it. Mm-hmm. I know we ain't going to be able to count Monday night, which going on right now. And Aaron Rodgers just left the game. So that's, uh, you know. A little crazy, a cot came out, but let's get into the week one. Mm-hmm. What I want to really talk about on week one is teams that were most impressive for e- week one. You know, there was um, a lot of good games. I mean, I got the NFL ticket. I was excited. I was watching this game, that game. I was a little overwhelmed of joyness of watching all these games. So I'm going to start off with a couple teams I found very impressive. I found one, which last show I did pick them to win the Super Bowl was San Fran. I knew one through 52, San Fran to me had the best roster in the league, but I was unsure of what their quarterback Brock was going to be coming off the injury. And man, he looked good. I was very impressed with San Fran, very scared about them. Um, I got a couple other teams. What were some of the teams, true styles that you were impressed by? As I mean, I don't know if you were impressed with San Fran, but who were you impressed by? Well, I was impressed by the Rams that put up 30 points. Uh, I just didn't see that happening. And I knew Seattle, as I mentioned, could be one of them fool's goals uh, situations from last year. But just seeing them put up 30 points, I was a little bit taken back by that. And in, in two ways, I didn't think Seattle was going to get their, their hindies cracked that way. And then, the Rams putting up 30. And I would have to say another team that impressed me a little bit. Um, can't say it was a big win. Same thing as you was was, was the Niners. Um, same thing, the Brock Purdy story. I, I still feel it's going to fade out. Maybe it was just week one, but I didn't think the Steelers are going to get handed that way. So yeah, that's, this is, yeah, I kind of rushed on that one. <laughs> this is why preseason doesn't matter. Like Pittsburgh looked awesome in that first half of preseason. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, so you also thought, like you said, San Fran, you thought the Rams, um, you know, the GS14 just chimed in that he was impressed with San Fran, Jacksonville, and coming back, Miami from three coming back, he was impressed with. And he is also, sc- scariest thing about San Fran is 44 million still under the cap. That actually yeah. is very scary. Now, a couple of teams I was impressed with. I was actually impressed with your pick, True Styles, Dallas. Now, I don't know if that's a case of Dallas being that good or the G-Men being that bad, which we'll get into a little later. Um, Another team I was impressed with was your favorite team, the Dolphins. Yeah, as well. Yeah, I was. That was one of my teams on the list that I was impressed with. I mean, coming back 
I know, granted, it's not a real road game when it's the Chargers in L.A., but that's still east to west, and it was awesome. With explosive I do plays. say that was not a road game. I, I can side that because all I heard was Dolphin fans going nuts. It seemed like it was you maybe when the Staples Center was seeing the Lakers and the Clippers when when the when the Clippers had Bob <laughs> City. It really it was a back and forth thing. I just didn't feel like Miami was on the road. But the game itself, to be able to come back with a porous defense and win that game, I was most impressed. But I was gonna save that for another part. Well, another thing I wanted to point out about Tua um is besides looking pretty good. I did hear about how you heard the offseason he was taking with jiu-jitsu to learn how to fall better. Because mm. like me and you spoke early in the day, we don't want to see him get hurt again. We're hoping that they can protect him, keep him upright. Because you said yourself, he had MVP numbers last year before he got hurt. Yeah. Well, I like to see it um, continue. You know, he put up, he put up monster numbers. And the way he was taking some of his hits was what he learned taking jiu-jitsu. He was falling the way he was taught. So there you can see he's a young man who's actually taking control of his craft. He's actually trying to keep himself on the field. And, you know, that's good to hear because some people like, you know, Kyle Murray doesn't even want to, you know, study film. So, I mean. He picked up where he left off, putting up 450-some yards. But I'll tell you what, on the quarterback side, well, I was most impressed with yesterday overall with the football day, was Jordan Love. Now, I just watched, as you mentioned, Aaron Rodgers leave the field. Jordan Love had three touchdowns, 245 yards, no interceptions, and just a convincing win. His team put up 38 points. Now, that this shows where maybe it, it does work to sit behind that star stud for five or six years, and you kind of oversit your weight, if that makes any sense. I know it doesn't grammatically, but you know what I'm getting at. I just think maybe that's what Jordan Love needed because he looked really confident. I've heard him speak a few times in his media press. He doesn't seem like he's reaching for something to kind of fit in there. I feel like he might really be a solid NFL quarterback going forward. Um, granted, Chicago's, uh, are they rebuilding? Uh, but still, I was impressed. I well, was impressed. It's, it's it is funny that you do mention the Packers because they were my fourth team I put on this list of actually teams I was somewhat impressed with. Now, again, it is against Chicago. Now, I also believe someone on this uh, keyboard guy had Green Bay winning that division. I was actually impressed with the Packers, but it is Chicago. I do think Fields either needs to get they, they really. I we're not gonna know about Fields because Fields looks like he can fit the play the part. I think that defensive minded coach on the other side is hurting Fields. But you brought an offensive minded guy with Jordan Love. And he looked good. He looked real good. I mean, could 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 Green Bay be the only team ever to be able to go from Favre to Rodgers to their next quarterback? I mean, up until recent, Miami was still trying to replace Marino. Yeah. I mean, it's it's insane. I, I'm hoping they can. I'd I like to see that. It's almost like seeing one player play for the same franchise. I'd like to see Jordan Love get seven, eight, nine, ten years consistently in this. Get a division or two. Possibly go to a Super Bowl game. I don't want to wear anything. You know, I'm a Dolphins fan, but still, I like to right. see it. I like that. And story. they also get the problem out of the room. They got uh, A.A. Ron out of the room where he was obviously a problem. <laughs> yeah, he's in the locker room right now in New York getting his ankle looked at. Well, you know I mean? of the other thing, fairness to the Bears and 
far as everything else, Chicago has no offensive line, and the defense is below uh, pa. You know, that's another thing that's got hurt Fields. I'd like to see Fields get an offensive-minded coach with them. It's coming. You know. Now, do you have anything else? That, was there any other teams you were impressed with this weekend at all? It's still week one. I mean, there's things we can get into details, but nothing really stood off me. You know, my obviously my Dolphins did something for me, but I, I'm gonna have a little bias towards that. Um, I, I mean, yeah, I just what I was unimpressed by, but it fits in other segments. Um, was what uh, what the Bengals didn't do, you know. Well, well, we'll get into that um a little later. Um, the other thing I want to get into now is one of our new segments. I want to introduce to everyone, True Styles. You and I are both '90 kids. Yeah, we grew up ho- hooping in hip hop in the <laughs> early '90s. So this next segment is a tribute to something that changed our lives. It's changed the way we wore our socks, wore our shorts, our hair. Our next segment, instead of everyone's Mount Rushmore or top five, we're doing a segment. In honor of Michigan's Fab Five, this is going to be our first segment of Fab Five. Five, four, three, two, one. Yeah. So. To start off today's segment of the Fab Five, our topics are going to be best or worst things of this weekend, where it could be something that happened in college football, co- uh, uh, pro football, whatever made your weekend best and worst, basically, of the weekend is how we're doing our Fab Five. So, like always, true style, start us off with your number five of this weekend. Well, I base my five five this week on my favorite five things and i kept it football based and what i decided that number five <laughs> i actually i had i had my my, my dolphins game on and then, and then the big laptop because i had to stream it a different way right but on, on the national tv i get the patriots so i had the patriots on the big tv no 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 audio just just the video while i'm watching the dolphins every time i look the patriots are losing i was just making it even better <laughs> number five is watching them lose <laughs> and the GS14 says his number five um, was Colorado beating Nebraska. I have a feeling that might show up somewhere else in someone's uh, top five or five five. Now, for mine, I started mine off with my worst of the weekend. My worst of the weekend was my Broncos choking. I mean, an idiot kicker couldn't hit an extra point or a field goal that would have won would have won a might bet in a game. I was on here saying I need eight and a half wins. This was one of the ones I said when I fi- said Denver could finish eleven and six. This was gonna come back, come back to hurt me. I think. I hope not. I still got a little lead way. We need to make this game up. That was my worst one of the week. My number four. My one of my favorite things of the weekend. Well, yes, the New England Patriots going down on Brady Day. I love it to see Boston lose. Hmm. So the GS14's number four is Texas upset, upsetting and beating Bama. I also think that'll end up somewhere again, but that is the GS14's number four. 
True Styles, what's your number four? Number four, Motor City. I said it. Going to go in and beat Patty Mahomes in that. They did it. Detroit <laughs> beat Kansas City. I like upsets, but that was fun. It was a good game. It was just fun to watch, and I called it. <laughs> I ain't mad at that. That might come back up in someone else's, too. Yeah. Um, True Styles, th- you're number three? Uh, somebody had number four. Texas beating Bama. Again, it's just it's just those those upsets. They just they're there. I love them. Okay, and the GS fourteen best is uh the run by CMC looking like himself again with a sixty five yard run. That spin was sick. I ain't gonna lie. When he spun off him and it took off, that was nice. That was nice. My number three. It kind of goes aside with your, I think, a number four. But I have Casey and the Chargers losing this weekend. Really made me happy. You know, this is only the first one I put us at. I love it. I love every minute of it. Now, my number two is another thing I love. Alabama losing to Texas. 34 to 24 at home. Love it. Love it. It's fire. Oh, I love that. I love when Alabama loses. Shout out to Brian Creech. I know you're listening. I love when your Bama loses. The GS14. The Tua to the, what is this? Cheetah for the game winner. Ah, the cheetah. Ah, for the game winner versus the, the chokers. <laughs> I like it. Hey, your boy showed out this week. I, I I can't front true styles. Yeah, I tell you what. Well, my number two is big because hey, the face of football, face of college football, Deion Sanders wins big again. I just think that program was so under under underappreciated. It was so disrespected. He had what is it, arguably he has the worst division one roster in football. That was said about six or seven weeks ago. But yeah, he took fifty something transfers with him because he brought a culture with him. And he brought it to a, a different type of school, and he's winning. Look where the roots of it are, HBCU. Now it's, it's translated over to Colorado. I mean, Colorado is a uh, is a, uh, a leading front in everything. I mean, they led the whole marijuana uh, open the gates for that industry. So Colorado's been kind of like that's number two for me as far as what I can recollect when it comes to just the word Colorado and how they're pioneers in something. I, I like that. I got no problem with that. True Styles, what's your number one? Oh, them Dolphins came back, boy. <laughs> I mean, that was a bad. We some bad dudes, man. And you know what? It would have been worse had we not fumbled in the six-yard line in the first quarter. We gave them a little bit of momentum. Granted, our, de- our defense gets a little porous at times, but we put up 36 points. Could have been more. They should have had less. Eh, we got this. Okay. And the GS-14 ends it with his worst. And this one's this one's tough. Michigan State, Mel Tucker, what a mess. The school dealt with a horrible sex abuse case with the coach and woman. Mass shooting on the campus. Mel Tucker should know better and do better. I mean, there's not much to say on that. It's just it's a mess out there right now. They need to clean that program up. Um, and so they need to clean that school up right now. What's going on? It's real sad. Um, and now that leads. To the villain. Now, I also have Colorado as my number one, as well 
as Duke winning, both being 2-0. and oh. Those are the teams I have that I like to watch for college football. I know Duke football is always going to stink, so seeing them 2-0 and oh, and Colorado 2-0, and oh, I love it. I love it. Good stuff. Good stuff. So, that wraps up the first ever Fab Five on Live with the Villain and True Styles. So now, yeah, man. More to come, let's more get to come. here's something I think. Let's not let's not overlook this, but let's play with this a little bit. Let's play Panic Monday. Teams, <laughs> teams that should be like, uh oh, is the season already over? Now we can easily maybe put the Jets in this, seeing this live that Aaron Rodgers goes out and there's a cot. So that's a possibility. Mm-hmm. But for me, I have three teams that really kind of stuck out. The Giants looked horrible. The Vikings looked horrible. And the Bears looked horrible. Those are three of the teams that really, to me, could be in a panic. What about uh, what about you, True Styles? Well, for me, I was going to say the Giants. And the thing about the Giants is, is Dallas that good? No, I'm not going to give Dallas all that prop for that. The problem with the Giants is you are the largest Sports market in the world. They're number one in the NFL. Them and the Jets are $7.5 million. They're their sports market. They're the largest sports market in the world. You know what the owner did? He made a big mistake this summer. He underpaid his best player, and he overpaid his third or fourth best player. Okay? Then you, you hold things out. You get on the field on a nationally televised TV Sunday night. Nationally televised opening night of the season, and you get smashed by a division rival. That's not even supposed to be in your division by geographic sense they're only there because they're your rival and they come in your house and smash you in the largest market in the world and you have a bad owner and you yeah boy they're in trouble they're number one i i agree with definitely number one and look at how bad their off season was they go give daniel jones 40 million i know it's all not guaranteed you gotta look at all the incentives but they were bidding against themselves for him i would have let him go on the market i would have franchise tagged him and you know use that money on Saquon Barkley, so maybe he wouldn't have sat out. But then the first drive looked excellent. They get all the way into the red zone, and then it was a disaster. I mean, then again, they brought in all that money. They could have had Jimmy G for less money yeah, than man. Daniel Jones. Um, I just Now, think- who else you have on your list? Anyone else? Well, what I was saying with them, I think the pressure's there. That, and it's always been there. Yeah, I do got a, I got the Minnesota Vikings looking like a little struggle. And I think that the challenge they're facing is, has their quarterback just been, has he, has he reached the plateau? He likely has. We know he's solid, okay? You got the best alleged receiver in football. And you the, the pressure to make something come out of that is, is high. And I just don't think what I saw yesterday is going gonna, is gonna to turn into something. Um, I just think they're in trouble. The other team that I think is in a little bit of trouble as well, and I think they're more in trouble for the for the fan base, um, and then the uh, the actual goes on the court. I mean, on, on the field, and I think that's the Patriots. Um, I think what's happening with the Patriots they 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 play hot, they play cold. Mac Jones is good in the second half. He takes too long to get confident. It's like their their bar is set for them, and if they're anything less than five hundred, then it's a problem. You know, it creates a cultural problem around the league. The way you know, we're we're in the Patriot fan world, and that's how I'm looking at it. So I'm gonna actually defend the Patriots a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now, honestly, 
I just don't think Mac Jones is the man. Um, you had Brady there still that they win that game. He makes that pass on the money. The guy catches it in bounds and they steal that game when they played terrible the first half. Um, that defense is a real defense. That is an NFL defense. I am going to stand by the defense. I have no faith in their offense. Um, there's no way that that offense is going to win you a Super Bowl. Never mind. I don't even know if a playoff game. So I love seeing it. Let them squirm. I love every minute of it, but I'm not going to sit there and say that this, that's not a real defense. That defense can win them some games at times, long as, you know, the offense doesn't fumble the ball or throw a pick pick sixes. So you agree so, with me that they're, they're basically a 500 team, and that's the and to me that's a problem. I've had them below 500. Last okay. seg, uh, last uh, time I had them uh, under uh, under yeah. under 500. And I mean, I just think they're in trouble because these fans just feel like they're still going to go to the playoffs. No. So, so now the GS14, he also agreed with the G-Men and the Vikings like us, but he's he's put the panic button on KC. And look at I, I see where he's coming with this. I'm gonna he put like the wide receiver core is an issue. Kelsey's not the big band aid that the league thinks he is. He's getting older, and these injuries will come more and more. Yeah. Defense needs Chris Jones back, which he did sign a one-year deal today. But I agree with this. He put no way, no way should have the Lions move the ball up and down the field like that. Now, I did not put my the Lions on my most impressive because they beat KC because of these reasons we're talking about KC right now. Mm. That's the only reason why I'm still – I could have been – like I said, I could have been wrong about Detroit. I got to see them against a team that's more healthy um, because they still could have lost that game easily. You know, that's why I didn't have the Lions on either one of these. I'm still open-minded about that. But KC, I feel like when I'm going to press back on um, the GS-14 because I do think they may get healthy and they may make a move. I mean, with Chris Jones back, we'll see. I mean, as far as the Bears – God, man, like we talked earlier, that defense is terrible. That offensive line is terrible. They they made all them nice moves at the deadline last year. Um, I don't get it. They brought in another receiver. They, br they brought the tools around them. Go fix your defense now. Fix that offensive line. Give Fields a real chance. So I think the Bears, Vikings, and G-Men are in trouble. You know? Yeah. Now, on another move, you think they should make a move for Mike Evans, KC? Should they? They need they need someone to help out. Why not? I mean, it's it's one of those things. You got to make that splash move. Every every team that comes back, whether whether regardless of what league it is, you always add. You're you're a championship pedigree team. You always add that piece during the playoffs. You always add that piece during midseason. I mean, statistics show it. They're they're in need right now. They're only regressing from the team that they were two years ago as far as talent. I mean, if you start looking at their ratings, you take KC's overall Madden 99 ratings. I mean, Madden ratings. How many 99s do they have on the team besides Mahomes? They don't have Tyreek anymore. You know what I mean? They, Kelsey's had to have dropped because he's getting older. My point is, if there's still $11 million under the cap, as in KC, then maybe they should go out and get a receiver that puts that rating up a little higher. Yeah, I mean, they need something. I, ho I hope they don't. <laughs> well, he's got one year left on his contract, Mike Evans, and I think he makes thirteen million right now. So that puts him; they probably have to release one player with him. Somebody'd have to get released. 
And what they got eleven million under the salary cap, Casey? Yeah. But thing is, sometimes you got to stop thinking about is this one one receiver who does get hurt here and there. Is he gonna make a difference? I mean, typically, um, a guy, a, a, a position player, is normally worth 0.5 on a spread. So, how much does he really make a a, a difference? You know. Yeah. So That's I mean, where. Like it's it's very rare position play is really worth like a point point and a half unless you're a QB, you know. Right. There's there's not many guys out there like that. Um. So I believe, you know, it does. If they make that move, it does make a confidence different maker. Well, he has you know? confidence to the team. He does. You know, he also brings marketing. Marketing brings a lot. We can get into all that for another segment. Yeah, so I think basically that's pretty much what we got tonight, except we're going to do one other thing. I think I want to get into – I like to bet. I'm teaching True Styles how to bet. Uh, um, uh, get him into him. So I don't gamble. <laughs> I'm teaching him. So I made True Styles take two games next week against the spread somehow, any which way he wants, and I'm giving my two that I like right now. On Monday, going into next Sunday. True Styles, give me your first one. I've got to write this down. Ravens beat, Ra the Ravens beat the Bengals. On the spread? What's the spread on that? Did you write spread. it down? I don't look at all that. I, I just know the Ravens are going to beat the Bengals. You want to help me yeah. with that? Because <laughs> All I say is, hey, look. Hey, buddy. Frank, the, the Bengals. You're getting plus three and a half. Bucks. So what does that mean? You're, getting plus, you're up three and a half going to the start of the game. So Bengals the are favored that game. All right, cool. Oh, the Bengals are favored? Yeah, it's in it's oh, in uh, Cincy. Why? Okay, because it's in Cincy. Going. Well, I like the yeah. upset as I always talk. And uh, let me guess: the Patriots are favored to beat the Dolphins because that ain't happening either. Is Miami that your next one? Yeah, Miami smashed New England. Miami beats no. by by at least ten points. <laughs> no, it's um your favorite on the road. I think by it looks like two and a half. And you're taking. I, I should have known you were gonna take. I thought you. Why not? You gonna take two of them wins? <laughs> But you're minus, so you start off the game two and a half. That's cool. So me, I'm going to take a couple things a little different. Mm. There are two games out there that I, I kind of like a lot and my reason being. I love when a home team is an underdog. So I'm getting three points, the Jags versus the Chiefs. And like we said, the Chiefs could be in a little bit of trouble. Mm. I'm taking the Jags plus three. Okay. Chiefs got now come a little more this way. You know, they're still not healthy. They do got Jones back. I like that. And my other one, I'm taking another home team getting points. I'm taking the Atlanta Falcons plus one and a half over the Packers. We're going to find out how good Jordan Love is on the road. So, okay. Okay. I like know. those. Yes, yeah, yeah, maybe I do need to learn because that sounds like something you win money. <laughs> those those sound like money picks you just made. Mine sound just like sports predictions. <laughs> well, that's what I'm that's what I'm trying to teach you, man. I'm trying to teach you this stuff. You know, this is this is this is why one of the reasons we want to do this. So I'm having fun, man. Give us all shout outs. Hey, 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 you know, guys, I think that's it for today. We kept it a little short for you. Um, guys, there's gonna be new segments weekend and week out. I want to thank everyone who actually listened last week. We had a real good result. 
Hopefully to keep this going, we'll bring you more and more each week. Um, guys, thank you. Please share, like, subscribe. And you got All anything? Right, boy. Peace out. Yeah.